We begin today. Thank you, Jesus. We now come we to you in the name of your son, Jesus. We present ourselves this morning as your people, your yes. inheritance. Yes, Lord. Once washed in the blood of your son. Yes, Father. Your redeemed church in the earth. Mm. Your voice through which you speak to the world. Your voice, we are your voice, we are your hands, we are your eyes, we are your feet. And so we present ourselves today yes, to you, withholding nothing, yes, nothing whatsoever, mm. because you are worthy of all of us. Yes, you are worthy of our spirit, our soul, and our physical bodies. You are worthy of our lives this morning. So as we minister your word to your people, Thank you for the anointing. Thank you for the grace to speak your word. And thank you, Father God, for the fire in your word. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Thank you that there is an endorsement from heaven for us to speak on your behalf to your people. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Uh, it is in my heart, which is Kulume. We've been talking about the uh, altar and we spoke about prayer. And for the next couple of, um, we will see where God takes it. God, uh, we will be speaking about prayer and, uh, and, and, and warfare and all these things because I, I, I know that. The world is moving into a different era. And when that happens, the church must be found ready to be able to contend at the right level of intensity. And so whenever the Lord is um, reviving our prayer life, it's because he's preparing us for something. So there, there are a few things I want you to understand today. And uh, I want to request something of you, Namlange. I want to request that you, you know, that we we have this mindset, your 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 and we we perceive things in 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 a in a certain way. We filter things in a certain way. And uh, uh, today, I want you to take off that hat, and I want you to put on a kingdom hat because. I want to discuss things with you uh, about prayer. Uguti, umkulego is not what you and I thought it was. Of course, most of what we know is correct. Like I always say, Uguti, some of the things that we know, they are not incorrect, but they are incomplete. So, as we begin to engage and we sit around, as it were, around the table to discuss this matter, there are things we may have to unlearn uh, what we learned when we were growing up in Sunday school. I went to African Congregational Church. And there were things that were taught there. You, you may have gone elsewhere and there were things that were taught there. And so we need to have a certain basis that is common to all of us from which we begin to, to, to approach this. 
So I, I request today that you 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 take off that that particular hat, and then you we, we approach this together. Um, there there are things I want you to know, Bazalwan, uh, which are which which I think are very important for not only for, for, for you and I, but for the church in general, as God begins to prepare us uh, for what is coming. Uh, first thing that I want you to understand, Guti, God wants you to pray. God wants you to pray. It's not just me teaching on prayer. There is, there is a, a degree of, um, of agency in heaven that is so serious that the church should pray, the church should be mobilized to pray, that every believer must begin to uh, be mobilized and be rallied against the issue of prayer. Because for us to make it, for us to stand in the days to come, it's not going to be just what somebody tells you on Sunday, but every believer must begin to stand on their feet and know who they are, your identity in God. And the fact that you have been called for such a time as this, to be a warrior, to fight for yourself, to fight for your family, and to fight for your nation. There is no one else that the Lord has except you and I. If the Lord is going to do something in the earth, he depends and he relies upon the human race. It's humans that God uh, forms an alliance with. And he begins to discharge his will in the earth. We are, if you will, an extension of his uh, will in the earth. Uh, he makes himself visible in the earth through the church. So it is important that we get his heart concerning the issue of prayer. So umkuleko is much more than what you and I think it is. We... We understand, of course, that uh, answered prayer is not just about you and I. When, when I pray and my prayer gets answered, when I get a breakthrough, it's not just about me. You, you will learn that today as, as we carry on, that when God answers a prayer, he is making a statement through your victory. When you receive your breakthrough, your breakthrough and my breakthrough, it's like a, a spiritual secular in the, in the atmosphere. It's sent to the demonic realm. And then they have to read that and begin to understand that God is in charge. So when we pray, it's not just about, about us. God has a stake in an answered prayer. Because through an answered prayer, uh, God receives the glory which we're going to discuss also today. So God, he wants your prayers to be answered. He, he does want to see your, 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 you pray and your prayer get answered. Never ever think Utunkulunkulu sits in heaven and he just watches you pray and he just does not care. He has a, an interest in seeing your prayers answered. God has an interest in seeing your prayers and my prayers answered. So, the idea, Yoguti, prayer is just for, for my gain or just for your gain so that you can get what you want. It, it is not correct. Uh, we, we must understand that God stands to benefit through an answered prayer. So 
by not praying, Bazalwan, by not praying, basically what we do is we suspend fulfillment of prophecy. When we choose not to pray, we suspend fulfillment of prophecy through um, what I would call laziness in prayer or lethargy in prayer. What happens is it seems as if we collaborate uh, with the enemy in freezing fulfillment of prophecy. Because when we pray, there are things that we give birth to. There are things that depend on the church to pray for them to be realized in the earth. God depends on a people who are going to take prayer seriously and begin to engage in warfare for that which is in heaven to be made visible in the earth. So God, I want you to know that God has an interest in our prayer. It is not just a, a selfish act because I just need to see my needs met, which he also wants to see happen, that he, he needs to see you walk in victory, walk in authority, and walk in power in the earth. So family and saints of God, we are dealing with a serious enemy. And uh, God wants to come and begin to partner with us because more than ourselves, he understands the strength of what we are dealing with in the heavenlies. More than we will ever know, God knows the ones that we, we are up against, the strength and the might that is in the second heaven. And without his intervention, we cannot make it. So we must understand that the only excuse, God wants to come. We, we, we always think that it's all about us going to heaven, but God wants to come and begin to work with us. Angels want to come and be active in our affairs. But the only excuse, listen to this, Bazalwa, the only excuse that God would come into the earth's atmosphere is because someone prayed. There is no, in the spirit realm, uh, there is something that's called uh, spiritual jurisprudence. There are laws in the spirit which cannot be broken. The, in the spirit world, demons cannot come here without an invitation. We're going to touch on that today. Also, the kingdom of light cannot come into the earth's atmosphere. It's not allowed because God gave Adam, God gave man authority in the book of Genesis to legislate uh, and to administrate the affairs of the earth on his behalf. So when God has to come here, he must come by invitation. We will speak later and uh, we'll speak uh, and, and, and then make a difference be between an invasion and invitation. But uh, so God intervenes because someone prays. I want you to always remember that there is no reason. He's got no excuse to be around these parts. If no one, if no human being has invited him, so he waits for someone to extend an invitation through prayer. When we pray, we release him. We release the kingdom of light to come and they begin to engage with us. Uh, remember in that book of uh, Daniel chapter 10, remember Daniel chapter 10, verse number 11. It says, and he said to me, oh, Daniel, Man greatly beloved. Understand the words 
that I speak to you. This is an angel speaking to Daniel. He says, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright for I have now been sent to you. He says, while he was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. Then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard. Now listen to this next statement. And I have come because of your words. I have come because of your words. In other words, I have come in consequence uh, to your prayer. In consequence that which you did, I have come. I have been released because you prayed. Such a powerful statement to know that had Daniel not prayed, the angel would not have been dispatched. He would not have been released from heaven to come and begin to uh, deal with the affairs that uh, Daniel was talking about. God does not come by invasion. In the movies, when we watch uh, extraterrestrials and uh, UFOs, they, they invade a planet to come and begin to, and to take over that planet. But the kingdom of God does not operate that way. Uh, he does not come by invasion. He does not come by force. Nations uh, invade each other. A nation can invade another nation. But in the spirit world, invasion does not, the, the laws of the spirit don't, do not allow for that to happen. So whether it's the kingdom of light or the kingdom of darkness, they will always come by invitation. Entry into the earth realm is gained by invitation. Someone who is made of, 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 of a spirit, soul, and body, a spirit with a soul, wearing a body, somebody born of a woman must cry out in the earth. That's a rule. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a rules. It's just rules of warfare in the spirit. That's just how it works. So it is important that we understand this principle because it will then make you realize that the reason why heaven wants you to begin to open your mouth, not just casually uh, from time to time, but as, as, as a culture. Mm -hmm. And there must be discipline around it. And there must be a resolve that I shall live a life of prayer because it's more than just my uh, prayers being answered, God has got an interest in answering your prayer, which we shall uh, also explain later on. Now, in that scripture, family, in the next uh, verse, in verse 13, God says, And I have also given you, uh, let, let me just go back, just excuse me, this thing is playing games on me. So, we, we're speaking about Daniel. I have given you authority in the earth to begin to pray and legislate uh, in the heavens. That's what God has done. So if you are a Christian, you are washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. You have the authority to begin to speak things that attract heaven into the earth. So please understand that the angels are crying out, release me, church, release us. 
release us, release us because they understand that we cannot cope. The things that we are up against cannot be dealt with through us praying uh, just randomly and, uh, you know, being preoccupied with other things. We must understand the, 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 the importance and the significance and the weight of these things before God in Jesus' name. Amen. And the next thing I want to address is the fact that in the, in the book of Kings, if you can go with me in, in your Bibles, in the first, first Kings uh, chapter 3, verse 12, uh, it says there, Behold, I have done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart. That is first Kings chapter 3, verse 12. Behold, I have done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart so that there has not been anyone like you before you, nor shall any like you arise after you. That's God speaking to Solomon. I've come because of your words. And now in verse 13, it's an amazing scripture also that it says, and I have also given you, now listen to this. I have also given you, what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be anyone like you among the kings all your days. So what Solomon asked moved God to give him what he didn't even ask. What he, because he, on the basis of what he asked, uh, he was given that which he never asked. But he first had to ask for something, for God to move and say, even the things I've given you, what you have not asked. He is saying so because he has first moved. He got up from his bed. He got up from his couch and he began to engage heaven and began to engage God and bombard heaven with prayer to the point where God gives him the things he asked for, and over and above that, God gives him things he did not even ask. So understand that God comes by invitation. We must be inviting God as families, as individuals, as couples. We must be inviting God, inviting heaven to come. Now, what I'm going to discuss with you from this point onwards will make you understand what, why we cannot do without him. Why you cannot live a life that is prayerless. Prayerlessness will destroy you, family. In the book of Ephesians chapter 6, now I want you to understand what I'm going to explain to you now, Bazalwa, uh, because I'm going to explain to you who we are dealing with in the earth. Why our five-minute prayer that you and I pray cannot uh, help us anymore. We cannot survive on that anymore. Once you understand what we are up against, you will begin to realize that my prayer life needs a revolution. I need to begin to move at a higher level, go to top gear in terms of prayer. Now, this particular scripture, it's written to the church in Ephesus by an apostle called Paul. Uh, he had, a, he had a warrior, he had a warrior mentality, 
a warrior mindset. And he says to them in Ephesians 6, verse 12 to verse 13, he says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Now, I want you to read that. As I read this scripture to you, I want you to just be very sober-minded. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. He says, Noguba asbambe ne nekaz ne nyama. Koto asbambe ne mbuso. Namanza, nababusi bezwe. Bale bubu mnyama. Nabao moya bubu ubi emkatini. Ngako somani izikali zonke zigankulunkulukuba nibe namanzo kuzabalaza ngosugolubi. Nalapo senifeze konke. Nime. Now, who are these listed here, Bazalwan? Ephesians 6 gives us a list of certain entities. But who are these listed in Ephesians chapter 6? Now, in spiritual warfare, you must know what we are up against. And then you must understand sometimes that when our prayers get delayed, what, what, is, a, what, what is causing that delay to happen? There are, of course, a number of reasons why a prayer could be delayed, why an answer wouldn't come speedily as you would expect. But I wanted to have an understanding of what we deal with in, uh, in warfare. What is listed in Ephesians 6 there, we are dealing with, with commanders. We are dealing with territorial generals of different ranks in the kingdom of darkness. Now, these are highly experienced, high-ranking officials in the kingdom of darkness. This is why Liti Ababusi, they, they, they reign. In the book of Jude, he calls them dignitaries. Imagine that. Dignitaries, they have a status in the spirit realm. They are not just, uh, just little boys that you can, you can chase away with just a small prayer, and uh, which is not even a, a full-blown prayer that's committed. These, we, we are dealing with, with, with beings. They, they are warriors. They resist angels. In the, in the book of Daniel, uh, which, which, which we read before, I'm going to give you verse 13, because the Bible speaks of, in, in actual fact, Apostle um, Paulus speaks of the first heaven, that's where God is. Uh, that's where the Father and, and the angels and the elders and the saints who have gone are. That's, that's the first heaven. Then the Apostle Paul gives us what he calls the second heaven. The second heaven is where it's a realm beyond uh, what we see. For you to understand what a second heaven is, you must know what a first heaven is. A first heaven is what we can capture through a telescope, if it can be captured through a telescope or through physical means, that's a first heaven the eye can see. Um, thank you, ma'am. First heaven, 
is that third heaven, I got all messed up. Third heaven is where God is. It's the third heaven. First heaven uh, is, 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 is the atmospheric heaven. It's what we can see with our naked eye. Now remember that I made a mistake before. Now let's correct that. Now remember this. Let me repeat it. First heaven is the atmospheric heaven. It's what we see. It's the stars and everything which we can capture uh, using all the uh, technological devices that we have. That's the first heaven. Third heaven is where God is. All right. I, 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 I hope you are getting this uh, family. Third heaven is where God is. Now the second heaven is where principalities and powers are. This is where these, these entities who are high-ranking military officials, that's where they are positioned. So you realize that if God sends something from the third heaven into the earth realm, it has to go past what Apostle Paul calls the second heaven. When it gets to that realm, it does not just go through there easily. It is resisted there. It is resisted there because if it were to reach us, there would be light in the earth and the purposes of God for your life, for your family, for the next generation would be accomplished. So the enemy would then do whatever it takes for him to resist. In the book of Daniel, it says, uh, chapter 10, uh, verse number 12 and 13. I've already read number 12, but let me go there just for context. Then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. Now listen to verse 13. But the prince, see, they are princes. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. It's the angel speaking. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Uh, when Daniel begins to pray, the answer is already ready. God has already uh, discharged a response to his answer. But he says, the prince of the kingdom of Persia, Persia was a, a land a kingdom, now, a kingdom has a prince over it. It, it, it lives in the, in the second heaven. They govern territories. They, they own those territories. So if there's a word coming from heaven, if there's an answer coming from the, from the third heaven, that is going to tamper with their governance and government in the territory, that must be resisted. Now, imagine that for three weeks, the angel of God is resisted. In, in the atmosphere for three weeks, an angel, it's not, it's not an apostle or a prophet, an angel is resisted. If an angel can be resisted for three weeks, what about us? What about you and I? Now, this, this high-ranking angel had to come for reinforcement. Uh, they give him a name that he had to come, his name is Michael. He had to come for reinforcement because the answer that God had sent was, was not breaking through 
into the atmosphere. What we call a breakthrough, sometimes we don't understand what it has taken for that to come. The warfare behind the scenes. You and I, we think that it, it's, it's just about us. This is why our prayer must be so sustained to the point where it hits. Something must break in the heavens. When we experience a breakthrough, it's because second heaven has melted like works and the answer has come. And then by the time we receive it, there's been so much war going on behind the scenes. It's easy for you and I just to uh, blame God and say, I've been praying, but we don't understand that he has issued the answer. In the case of Daniel, the answer was issued three weeks prior before he actually received the word from the angel. Had Daniel not prayed, that reinforcement would not have happened. So I want you to understand, Bazalwan, that we are dealing with highly skilled uh, beings. They have been engaged in warfare for thousands of years. For thousands of years. Now, allow me to tell you more about, about them. I'll tell you why I, I must do this. Because next time you go to pray, I want you to understand what's happening. I want you to understand what we are up against. I am trusting God that even as we discuss in this segment and in the next segment, I hope I'm going to finish everything to, today, uh, what we are really dealing with. Now, the, the beings in the second heaven, they are fallen angels. They are fallen angels. Uh, they, 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 um, see, we may not be dealing personally, you and I, we may not be dealing with them every day. Uh, often, we, we, we deal with what we call demons or demonic spirits. Now, those are foot, uh, foot soldiers in the earth. At this point, I'm discussing with you what is happening in the second heaven, which necessitates for us to pray like we have never prayed before. Once we have a revelation and an understanding of what we are up against. So you must know what it takes to have our prayers answered. Uh, for, for God to gain territorial control, Bazalwan, these fallen angels are activated. If my prayer will result in God gaining control over a city, now you are dealing with fallen angels. Now you are dealing with principalities and powers. If the prayer that you are praying will have a transgenerational impact, now you are dealing with uh, fallen angels, you are dealing with principalities and powers, demons must step aside because if your prayer were to be answered, there will be control by God. Uh, they will be displaced and the new order and the new government will be uh, uh, settled and established over a city. That's when you begin to have a revival in a city. That's when you begin to have crime uh, being subdued and statistics changed. Once a principality in the atmosphere is removed and God establishes an angel in heaven that's going to take care of a city because people prayed. That's when things begin to change. 
it impacts even government, even legislation, the laws that are being crafted are in favor of heaven without them knowing it. They begin to pass laws that are not in alliance with the spirit of Antichrist. So when people begin to pray, so understand that. So, but oh, on a daily basis, you and I, what we are dealing with, we are dealing with demons. Demons is what we cast out of people. They are sent, uh, they, they uh, abide in people. They cannot survive without a human body. They must be in a human vessel for them to operate. So we are dealing with entities that have destroyed nations. We are, we are dealing with uh, entities that have been there for years. They have dethroned kings, Bazalwan. They have, they have wrecked 